Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hi, you're listening to the DPC Podcast the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent the good the bad and the banter hosted by sam and kat Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Dead Parent Club podcast. So this week we have a wonderful guest called Jessie. I'm going to introduce her by reading out the message that she sent to the DPC podcast Instagram account and when we first made contact with her a few months ago. Dad passed away four weeks before Christmas and I had just had my first baby. It was the most gut-wrenching, world-shattering pain I had ever experienced. It broke me, and I still had to get up every day and all night to be a mum to a newborn who needed me. The world looked grey for a really long time, and it's only now getting its colour back. I think that introduces this podcast better than I ever could. This is all about how Jessie had to navigate motherhood, with her father passing away very soon after the birth of her first baby and what the last sort of 10 months have been like for her and how she's actually kind of got this amazing positive outlook on her life despite what she's been through. It was a real pleasure talking to Jessie so I thoroughly hope you enjoy this podcast too. Hi Jessie, so if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself to the podcast so your name, where you're from, and just a bit about your story, that would be great. So my name is Jessie. I live on the Gold Coast, um, which is in Australia. I'm sure you've heard of the Gold Coast, right? Oh yeah, I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I moved up here from Sydney about two and a half years ago. So I kind of left a lot of friends and family um, back in Sydney. Um, Mm. So it's been a, a few years filled with lots of transformation, lots of change, um, a lot of great things as well. Um, I moved up to Queensland to the Gold Coast for work. Um, I fell pregnant at the beginning of last year. Um, Yeah, lots of different kind of (laughs) parts of um of life kind of happening all at once yeah um which I guess leads me into my story um I fell pregnant in the end of January um at the beginning of last year um 
and so it's really interesting actually I was only just thinking kind of in the lead up to to speaking with you how funny the year was how it kind of started off with falling pregnant and in between was just like filled with excitement and seeing um the excitement of, of you know when I got had the chance to tell both my parents that I was pregnant and they were going to be grandparents for the first time, um, sending them scans of my baby, sending them updates of my bump and just feeling that love um, mm. with your parents where you, you just, it's an, it's an experience that you've never like experienced before that just that excitement that they have for you. Um, and I'm, I know this must be really triggering for you because this is yeah I'm sorry yeah yeah, um but so lots of lots of beautiful moments last year that kind of were uncovered being pregnant um and so I had my baby in October last year so my baby was born on my dad's 60th birthday so he was due He was due on that day pretty much the entire time I was pregnant. And, of course, I had all of the midwives saying, um, you're not going to go on your due date. There's only 3% of women who do. Um, you'll go a week or two late, first-time mum. But I knew and my dad, like, he knew that my baby was due on that date too. We kind of just had this little joke that we knew that he was going to come on that day oh, and he did. <laughs> that is so sweet. I know. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, Um, that is incredible. So the day that I had my baby obviously was amazing. Like my dad was off partying with all his friends in Sydney. Um, They took him all out. They took him out for lunch. Um, He got the message from my husband that we were, you know, it was looking like we were going to have the baby. And then he, we had, we had my baby who who was a little boy and my dad um, got the message that we had a boy. And I hear the stories from all of his friends, just how in that moment that they were there, like watching him get that message, how just over the moon that um, that he came on his birthday and it was a boy and just his 60th birthday, just like too, too special. Yeah. Um, so all of those things were kind of like everything kind of aligned. Everything was aligning for me last year. Everything was working out. Um, um, my dad and my mom and all my family kind of travelled up to Queensland a few weeks after we had our baby. Um, so we had a week all together, which we were spending every day um, kind of soaking up all the newborn bliss and seeing yeah. how my parents interacted with my baby and just, you know, I mean, I have to say at the time I probably, I wasn't soaking it up as much as I would have liked because newborn bubble, is just, it's stressful and your hormones are going crazy. So yeah, it was already yeah. a pretty chaotic time. Um, but I just remember thinking, wow, like this is, can't believe the timing and all of this. This is incredible. Mm. Um, my baby will always have this little connection with my dad now, like just, yeah. And four weeks after, so um, four weeks from when I had my baby till this day, um, my mum called in the morning. So my parent, my family had gone home. Um, I think they were only home for about a week. Um so that sorry, I'll backtrack. They they were with us for a week, and then they yeah. went home, which was yeah, kind of a week later. So I um, got the call from my mum one morning, um, 
had missed the call, had the second call, and I just knew seeing that, like seeing her call twice, mm. I just had this, I don't know, I, like if this is something that other people have experienced. So many, oh. so many people say this. Really? So yeah. That, 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 yeah. I think you just get, you get a feeling, I think. Oh, I had this awful feeling and the night before I remember having this awful dream that I was getting kind of taken out into the ocean with my baby and oh. I just woke up feeling so unsettled and I just felt so off that morning. Um, I had cancelled all of my plans um, and it's funny because realising like after everything happened, my, my all my siblings had woken up feeling the same. Um, mm. We all felt a bit funny. So obviously maybe considering that I had already felt a bit funny seeing that second call pop up. I thought, no, something's wrong. Um, and I answered the call and I said like, hello. And I just, as soon as I heard mum's voice, she didn't even have to say anything. I just said, it's dad, it's dad, isn't it? And she said, yes. And I said, he's gone, isn't he? And she said, he's gone. Um, at completely unexpectedly just had a heart attack um, and yeah. died like died before he hit the ground, like just gone in a second. Oh <laughs> um, I can't believe so like, that you knew just so positively like what, what happened. Oh, I know. Um, and it's funny because I was thinking about him the night before and that morning and I had gone to like I had went to, to send um, a message at so many different times that morning to say love you dad like I just I kept going to do that and I bloody didn't mm. do it and obviously looking back so angry at myself for not doing that um, but it's just I, I don't know I think we must be all connected somehow because it's just too fun it's too coincidental yeah. that those things happen um and yeah, so that that's the that was the beginning of my grief um, journey, I guess. That from that moment. So, how did that day look then for you? Because I feel like from from that moment, like things that kind of had become innate to you, like looking after your baby and stuff like that, suddenly became really difficult. It uh, it was like the most pain. Um, yeah, I can't even describe or even understand how I got through that day or even just the following few months. Um, that day I just remember like wailing um, mm. after like getting that phone call and my baby was asleep and my, I remember specifically, and it's funny, these vivid memories that you have from that day. Do you agree? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and I've heard other your other podcasts with other people that have lost a parent and they all kind of have said similar things, how that those memories are so... I, I have a rubbish memory, right? Like mine is pants, but I remember everything from that day. <laughs> it's like yeah, right. in my brain. Yeah. Um, I remember like screaming so loud that my baby woke up and then mm. he started screaming and then my dog heard me screaming who was out the front <laughs> So she started oh like crying in a dog cry. <laughs> so I had myself screaming, my baby screaming and my dog. And I just remember thinking, what is happening? Um, what what just up. happened? My body is, I just felt like I was going to drop to mm. the ground. My, I felt like 
something left my body. That's the only yeah. way I can describe that feeling of just yeah. that drop of when that moment that you find out and oh and then I remember trying to um call my husband I couldn't get through to him I couldn't get through to my best friend um and I'm thinking shit who do I call like I I had you know I had friends up here but kind of not maybe not the friends that you would call to say you need to come over right now right (laughs) yeah like you need to leave work right now and come to my house but I had to I had to do that. I, I called my neighbor and said, I'm so sorry to call you about this, but um I've just found out my dad's passed away and I, I can't hold my baby. Like I I don't know if I'm gonna like faint or I don't know. <laughs> I need you to come and help me. Yeah. Um so she left work thankfully and came and had come over and then I had called another friend in the meantime from work and she actually came over straight away. So I had two women here helping me, which was incredible. Oh my God, yeah. Um but I just remember even like going to call call them and my, my tears hitting my phone meant I couldn't I couldn't text like my okay. iPhone stopped working <laughs> um, and I actually couldn't actually text or make a call because the this touch screen was kind of going into fault yeah um, and I remember that I remember just the frustration of like seriously like surely I can bloody surely my phone can just start working so I can at least call someone to come over um and then yeah I guess just all all of the phone calls that you have to make like not long after you find out that you trying to get those words out of your mouth I think are some of the hardest some of the hardest moments you have I think because it it makes it so real but it doesn't feel real at the same time Oh, it's just the worst feeling in the world, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, but quick, it's funny what your body does though, because I, I kind of just went into this real primitive, like wailing, like I've never, like this is cry that I've never experienced before. And then handing off my baby. And then it's like my body clicked into, all right, business. Like I've got to make some calls now. I've got to call my dad's family. You know, I've got to call my siblings. Um, I've got to call my brother who found him. My brother was there oh, and, and found him, woke up in the morning and, and found him in the lounge room and tried to do CPR, but he, he had already gone. And just those awful things like finding out the finer details and making sure he's okay and yeah. um, figuring out how I was going to get down to Sydney with a four-week-old baby who, you know, I was too scared to put on a plane, like just all of those logistical things Mm. that make it difficult when you're like pretty far away from your family. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But just, I, I can so relate to when people say that the day and just the, yeah, those memories, I just, I go over it a lot um, regularly that day. Yeah. Um, It's it's no surprise because it's so fresh for you as well. Yeah. Um, I, I did the same thing for me for, for years. What haunted me was the actual moment my mum died and that was all I would think about again and again and again. I think it takes so long for those memories to become a little less painful every time every time you think about it. Yeah. I know. It's, I mean, I'm not sure if you were there when your mum passed away. Were you, were you there with, yeah. with your mum? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm holding my heart right now. Um, that <laughs> sorry, I hardly can say. Sorry, it's the thing with, you know when when you have conversations with 
with other people that have lost a parent like you, I you understand on a level how painful it must be and no matter everybody's stories are so different but you're it, it's so easy to sympathize with people because you can literally feel what they felt at that time um which yeah. I think well, like your connections with people that have also lost a parent is so strong definitely definitely um and it really helps when you can talk to people um who have lost yeah, a parent I mean I, I only have one what my one of my best friends um had lost her mum when we were about 16 and I have to mm-hmm. say talking to her over the last kind of um over the last 11 months or so 10 months or I think it's been since mm-hmm. he passed away um yeah that it's a conversation that is different to the type where yeah. the other person has an experience like grief and they just people just don't know what to say do they um no not at all and I bet it's helped your friend as well whose mum well, whose, whose parent passed when she was 16 I bet kind of talking to you about all of that has actually probably healed her a little bit more as well yeah definitely well we we've had some really nice conversations and she's kind of said wow I haven't I haven't actually thought about this for such a long time and mm. um we've had yeah really heartfelt conversations about her mom and then and then and then my dad and you know where they'd be now and um it's yeah really, it's so nice isn't it? really comforting yeah some really beautiful um and I guess having having a baby as well and how she has two daughters and just even just yeah the things that you feel the the future that you don't get now the future that mm. is not going to be the same um yeah yeah touching on those things which is so painful to talk about but I feel like the more you push them down that kind of maybe the um the harder it is to get through that um yeah very true yeah so um obviously then with all of this happening with a newborn how did you then like navigate your life now with you know balancing learning how to be a mum obviously severe grief you know so soon after losing your dad like how has that been for you over the last 10 months I have to say I'm only just feeling okay um and I know it's only been 10 months so I know it's still gonna take well no amount of time is ever gonna fix it is it um but definitely in those early days I look back um I feel like you're in survival mode until you get to the funeral. Um, Like I I organized my dad's funeral and um, I just had to get through that day. And I just remember not really crying either, like not letting myself cry much that morning or at the service, Um, even at the wake, Mm. just, I just knew if I let myself cry a little bit, I might, I might've just fallen to the ground. (laughs) You might Um, never stop. Exactly. And I actually look back and think I actually would have looked like an absolute crazy person. I was like laughing and I just, I just put on such a performance. Um, Mm. And I just felt like I, I, that was the only way to survive that being a mum and having to get up, you know, during the night and feed my baby and then get up the next morning and just do it all again and drive back and forth, you know, from, all the thousands of kilometers we had to drive to get down Mm -hmm. to Sydney and then get back up here. And, um, I have to say also 
putting on a performance and and really trying to to just survive it didn't work well for very long um I feel like coming back up to Queensland after everything had settled down and the funeral had you know had had been done and by then it was nearly Christmas and and that was just too painful to even comprehend so I kind of just maybe started to shut it out a little bit um and so I think I did that for a while. I just kept kind of making everyone, probably probably including my husband actually, think that I was like I was okay. Um, and then I'm just finding myself like all I was doing all day home with my baby, I was just crying. The poor, the poor thing just in his first few months of his life just would have just seen me cry just every kind of every hour of every day, every time I fed him, every time I sat on the lounge with him, every time I put him to sleep, like I was just sobbing. Um, the thing is, is that um, I've got a yeah, family that have had babies and stuff and I feel like having a child is isolating in itself because you're no longer working, you're at, you're at home most of the day and I feel like having to cope with that when all you want is somebody to talk to about what you're feeling must have been so hard so so hard yeah it was really tough um I I just don't even I look back and think how how did I do that um I'm really lucky I've got some really amazing friends who kind of kept checking in on me Mm. um I think that's I think that's what you need as well to get through not only motherhood but but also losing a parent you need people to not just tell you, you know, it's going to, time's going to heal because I actually it I doesn't like when people tell me that. <laughs> Do you like when people tell you that? Oh, I no, I hate it. I hate when people say that because it doesn't heal at all. Like oh. still, there are so many triggers. Don't get me wrong. The day-to-day heals. Um, You know, you're not, you're not kind of, I don't cry every day like I did the first year mm-hmm. that it happened. But there are so many triggers and, like I don't think grief heals because sometimes I can feel grief like just as bad as I did the day she died over certain things you know Mm. it's I think same time heals is very it's misleading it's misleading because you feel like Mm -hmm. you won't feel pain like that again but you will you will just just over and over again right um and I know what you mean it does it does lessen but then you know the next week it might come back again like <laughs> it might all come yeah. back and you yeah, just feel like you want to fall into a heap um but yeah. I so I had good friends who weren't saying those types of annoying things that people say and they were just like calling me just to talk or to talk about my dad actually that's what I really loved about them that they they didn't mm-hmm. need to fix it they just they reminded me of the most amazing memories that we had with him because all of my girlfriends I've been friends with them for since I was seven years old um, and I'm 30 now. So a long, long time. And they grew up with my dad and, you know, he was very much like a second father to all of them. Um, So I'm lucky that I had them remind, like keeping his kind of spirit alive and just like making me laugh about the silly things that he did or um, yeah, just that got me through definitely. Um, But I wouldn't recommend faking it is all I can say as well like yeah. pushing people away and, and making making everyone feel like you're, you're coping fine um because I feel like that really sent me down a, a deep hole that I felt like I couldn't get out of um 
So what and what happened with that then? Like when did you realize that you were like, I need to stop kind of faking it and pretending that I'm okay? So it was actually only a few months ago. So it's taken me quite a while. Um, I just didn't know how I was gonna survive this. I just um I just couldn't find any joy. Um Yeah. Yeah, I I had different um I guess midwife and healthcare professionals that would check in just because that's their routine thing that they still did for a new mom. And like, there was lots of talk about needing to go on medication and um, postnatal depression. And um, I just thought, Oh my gosh, just let me grieve. Like I'm not, don't think it's postnatal depression. I think I just, (laughs) I'm grieving. Sorry. (laughs) No, I should have said that. Yeah. Like, you know, say that it was postnatal depression when it's grief, isn't it? It's, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was hard as well because I'm like, where do I go then if I can't even turn to professionals and just that have them listen? Um, I don't want to go yeah. on medication. I'm not, I don't think it's postnatal depression. I just am struggling. So I knew that I needed to do something different though, because kind of struggling maybe in isolation wasn't working for me. And yeah, like you said, being a mom, you're already at home. I wasn't working. I'm, I'm, I was off maternity leave. Yeah. Um, hadn't gone back to work yet. I did go back to work a few casual days because I'm a teacher. So I jumped back on oh, the bandwagon and did a few casual day- days just to get in the swing of things again. And I just felt back to myself immediately. Um, mm. So that was probably the first thing I would say that shifted things for me doing that and feeling back to myself. I thought, okay, Maybe maybe being at home alone every day isn't good for me at the moment. <laughs> that was <all> the best. <laughs> Literally um, the worst timing. Like, wow, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously you're restricted. Um, you're relying um, – look, sorry, a baby is relying on you to survive. So it's well, – yeah. yes, doing, doing that and grieving is, is not easy. Um, so I – yeah, going back to work was the first thing. I really found my groove and I'm back at work now like two days a week. So that's found my flow again with that. Um, but I have to say getting back into exercising and moving my body um, and doing meditation and those types of things have made such a difference to how I feel every day. Mm. Um, I wish I could tell everyone who's going through grief to try those things um, because it I just feel like allowing yourself to get, you know, move move your body around to let let some things out or meditating once a week where you can, you know, welcome pain, like not not wanting to get away from this pain, which I feel like yeah. we kind of we might we always try to do. Um and I yeah, I, I think I developed a good relationship with pain and, and the pain of this this experience of losing my dad and um, allocating myself time to grieve and think about him and celebrate him, and um, yeah, rather it's, than it's, it's to allowing yourself that quiet time, isn't it? Because it's so easy to not give you that and to and to run away from it. Because I think I do honestly think settling down with your grief and like doing nothing and letting it kind of consume you is probably one of the hardest things that anybody has to do after they've experienced that. And I I know a lot of people that have avoided that at all costs and keep themselves constantly mentally busy like 
constantly mm-hmm. so that they don't allow themselves to feel that much because it's probably one of the bravest things that you can do because it's so painful. <laughs> hmm Definitely. And so I feel like that's when things started to shift as well is when I looked at that pain and thought, oh, this is gut-wrenching. This is mm. this is so hard to do every week for an hour and I'm, I'm laying in this meditation room like, you know, bawling my eyes out. <laughs> um, mm. But it helped. It helped so much. I, yeah, I, it helped. It helped with, uh, I guess, looking at pain as um, if you're blocking pain out, you're probably blocking other things out that might bring you joy and might bring you happiness. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to feel numb. So um, I think that's that's such a a valid thing when you say I don't don't want to feel numb because I I felt like that for a long time after my mum died, I think for a good year and a half two years I honestly just felt numb like mm. I felt I felt like yeah. I, I was never gonna feel happy ever again Um, I I personally got I got really kind of depressed and um had quite a lot of suicidal thoughts after my mum died purely because I could not see any happiness ever coming into my life again and I think a lot of people yeah. with that and it's terrifying it's interesting you say that um did you kind of did you feel yourself just wanting to be where she was? Yeah, massively. Like that, yeah. I wonder if, if many people think like that because I, I did feel like that for a long time as well. Yeah. I didn't want to die, but I just wanted to be where, be where they were. Was. Yeah. Yeah, massively, massively. Yeah. Um, but it's such a horrible feeling because you're like, why am I thinking like this? <laughs> I've got, you know, yeah. there's so much in your life still. Um, you know, you, you, you had your child and your partner and your mum and like, and I had like my dad and my brothers and my extended family and my friends. But when you miss somebody that much, it's like one of those things that you would literally do anything just to kind of be near them again. I know it's yeah that feeling is isn't something that you can't explain um just that yeah I I I should say I think think that's one of the things that's come from time passing is my ability now to just miss her and not wish that I could do something to kind of be with her like now I, I allow myself to to miss mm. her a lot and painfully but it's not as de- it's not a desperation in me now to be like I've got like I, I need to be with her selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Yeah. I think it's that physical um, sensation that we don't have now with them, that, that we that physical presence that mm. is what we rely on when we have relationships. Um, uh, yeah. Ha- not, not having that physical presence ever again is such a hard thing to swallow. It's and it's almost unbelievable. It's how can you, how is that possible? Yeah. Like, I can't sit and allow myself to think about that too much. So if I sit and yeah. think, I am never going to see her again and I've got this whole long life ahead of me. I get yeah. really I get upset and it terrifies me and that's kind of one of the things that I haven't yet kind of accepted. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Um sorry to bring that up then. <laughs> I hope I'm not making Oh no, it. no, no, I didn't mean it in a bad way. No, don't worry. Yeah, um I I get that. I I've definitely found a place where um, I'm not so much thinking either about the physical presence as much as I was really early days. I was really just, that was what I was thinking of constantly, which is probably why Mm. I was feeling so dark. Um, Mm. But now I'm kind of seeing, I'm just, I still feel him around so much. And I, I have, I have for a long time and it sounds probably crazy, but um, like I dream about him every night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the wind will blow and I'll just I'll just feel like that was him or a bird will come and like I love land that. on my deck. Yeah. Just little things happen. Little things have happened a lot this year where it, I just I feel like they're they're little messages. Um it, it, too many things for for him to completely be gone. I just don't believe that he's completely gone. So I feel like mm-hmm. where I'm at at the moment is I'm finding comfort in that um, his physical body is not here, which is awful, and I want it to be here. But I want it to be here so badly, and I would give anything to see him again. Yeah. But I feel like I am starting to see him in different ways and connect with him um, in different I, ways. I, and I, I love that. Oh, it's not for everybody that belief. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's kind of what's making me get through the day at the moment. Mm. Um, one thing I am doing actually, I don't know if you ever did this. Did you ever have like a little a diary that you wrote? Yeah, letters to your mum. Yes. Um, How did you? Feel I, about I, I relied on I relied on a diary for ages. Yeah, that really helps with just getting getting some stuff out. Hey. Um, it's stuff that you wouldn't really want to tell people as well. Like if people ask yeah. me, oh, it's been like, I'm really not okay. <laughs> yeah. I am really struggling. And it's amazing when you start writing things down, how much comes to you, like the memories that you mm. haven't thought about for 10 years or 20 years, like so, so many things kind of pop up. So it's, it's really healthy doing that. Uh, I, I'm the same as you with them um, kind of finding their presence and stuff. So I, I've got a big thing with, rainbows um because the day, the day after my mum died we went on a, on a walk to like, the, the forest near me and there was a double rainbow in the sky um 
and like all the trees around us went like a bronze color like it, it just had a really kind of it's like a magical kind of vibe to it like it just looked beautiful um and sunsets and sunrises as well I've got this thing for um and then the thing we said about sometimes when you feel you feel the breeze and you can kind of just get a feeling inside you that you know that they're there in some some way or another mm-hmm. and I remember listening to a podcast that wasn't talking about grief in particular but um it was talking about when people die and I think the question was asked um, why you feel, why the love that you had for this person feels stronger when they die. Mm. Um, and this person answered and said it's because we can't rely on the physical. So everything else that makes up them kind of um, is exaggerated, like not exaggerated is, isn't the right word, but it can't, it grows, it, it's it's bigger, it's, we we can ex, we can experience that on a level that we didn't we didn't have when we yeah. could physically see them. So it's feeling him in in the wind and feeling your mum in in the sunrise and um in the rainbows like it's yeah I believe I feel like maybe it's a bit like if you were to lose your eyesight right and then suddenly your yeah. your hearing and your smell becomes heightened. I suppose in a way it's like you've lost the physical presence to like your kind of emotional side of things just kind of skyrockets yes exactly and it's amazing to be open um to that if they can still they can be around us um as much as we like um yeah I I really I really I love talking about this type of thing um because it it kind of just it makes you smile um, when you feel you do connect with them in different, yeah, in different ways. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, you made a note on here about kind of start starting a small business. What was that about? Oh my gosh! So that's another thing that's really kept me going. Um, I started making nursery prints um, when I was pregnant. That just was kind of a bit of a hobby and. Then after my dad passed away, I thought, I think I want to start a small business. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, it was why a not? Month. <laughs> um, a few months after he passed away. So I just started making bath salts, which is so random. I've, I had never made them before. Um, I obviously kind of learnt from my own experience of being a mum and, and going through grief it's really important to nurture yourself and self-care is just imperative to your over over overall um well-being and yeah. you need to you just have to take time to yourself otherwise um I just feel like you just won't be the best person for everybody in your life so mm. I kind of took that idea and, and made bath salts and just started giving them out to different people and just gifting them. And um, it really started to pick up where I live. I had, you know, within a few months I had um, my products in a few shops locally and now I think they're in six shops. Um, Wow, congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. It's still very much a hobby but it's been a good way to channel my grief and sadness and all of the other things that you you feel with losing a parent and 
putting it into something special and something that is going to encourage someone else to take an hour for themselves to have a bath or to cry in the bath or to have a glass of wine or whatever you need to do. Um, so it's a very strange idea that has helped me um, move forward. I feel like I'm really starting to move moving forward now and I'm not stuck in the past mm. as much as I was um, kind of looking forward to the future rather than like, you know, not wanting to have any part of, of this future without my dad. <laughs> Um, yeah, I understand. So it's, yeah, that's that's really helped as well. Um, I feel like it's been a big part of my healing journey and it's something that I feel like he would have done. Um, he, he ran his own business forever. Um, his mum passed away when he was quite young. We I was only five okay. years old and I just feel like I am feeling parts of him with what yeah. I'm doing, which sounds really strange no not at all all. it's funny like parts of them live live on in you so I think it's really important to remember that right (laughs) and and really honor them in the choices that you make in your life and um, we literally are parts of our parents and like yeah physically and, and how we've been brought up so I think I think we're always going to feel close to them in, in that way and, and yeah that's why a lot of people you know I've spoken to a few people who have um who had kind of bad re- bad relationships with their parent or didn't have a relationship with the parent and their death like impacted them immensely I think mm. you know it, it's innate at the end of the day like to have this connection with the person who created you mm-hmm. yeah it's it'll be a part of of us forever and yeah and having having children of, of our own that they keep they live on through them um and I I'm so actually I have to say I'm honored to be talking about my dad with you um and I'm I'm so honored to be sharing a part of his life with mm-hmm. with you and and your listeners and um I guess that's something that I'm so proud of of um being his daughter and just sharing how amazing he was and magnificent he was and um yeah he kind of gave me that drive to keep going and to if I want to have my own business and you know that's what he did I can do that he he was always the type to kind of encourage me to do whatever I wanted to do and um he really believed in me and I yeah you kind of take those things for granted when they're when they're here but um you do um, I think that's one of the the worst things as well after after a parent dies is that you hate yourself for not appreciating them more when they were alive mm-hmm. and I think every, mm-hmm. everybody goes to that and one of the things that everybody always says to me is that like your mum knew that you loved her like that yeah. is just that's, that's just knowledge that is just fact so mm-hmm. all, all the times that I now dwell on when I was horrible to her like you know as, as a teenager like you always are um, people are always like she wouldn't have dwelled on that because she loved you so much that isn't what would have mattered and mm-hmm. even now I, f- I find that so hard to deal with because there, there are so many moments that I wish I could just go back to and do it all differently kind of times when she would come into my room and lay on my bed with me for a chat and I'd be like oh just go away like just, mm-hmm. just be myself and you know those things I think they they really 
they really dwell on your mind a lot afterwards. Mm, I know. I I can relate. Um, I just I feel like it's good to remember our parents would forgive us for for whatever we did, no matter mm. how many times we told them to go away or yeah. we fought with them. They their love for us is unconditional, and and they would have forgiven that. It, you know not even a second after it would have happened. So, but it's easy to go back to those memories, right? I I get that. Mm. Um, I think you could definitely understand that more now as well. Like obviously with your little boy, like you must know how it feels in a way to have that much unconditional love towards somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes, I, I do. It's funny. I became a parent and discovered this this new love for another human being and, and added one little addition to our family and then I lost mm. a parent and lost an, a big, a humongous addition, like a humongous presence, um, mm. a huge person in my life, a huge influencer in my life, um, a part of my heart. <laughs> um, but I do see, I understand that love that he had for me and my, my brothers and my sister now that yeah. I am a parent, I do, I, I get that. And um, that unconditional love and that forgiveness and it's just, it's amazing. It's just, it still baffles me when I think about it, that it's all kind of come to what, come to a head at, at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but taking for granted, I guess, um, even when I remember the week that he stayed up here after I had my baby and I look back to those days where we were all in the same room together and I mean I don't know some of those days I don't even remember I might not have even spoken to my dad because I was so hormonal and I was trying to breastfeed and I was you know he I bet like you know your dad and your mom would have been just like completely understanding but also just they would have loved to to just been there during that time because it's it's such a time isn't it it is. And I caught him staring at me so many times. And I remember saying, mm. what are you looking at? He <laughs> uh, <laughs> was just it's like, just, I'm nothing. Yeah. It was just like, I'm, I'm not nothing. I'm just, I'm just watching. Like he was just, oh, he was so happy. Um, yeah. And I'm so, I guess I'm so privileged, which is such a weird thing to say when I, when I'm talking about that, I've lost my dad like four weeks after I've had a baby, but <laughs> I do feel privileged that, um, I had the chance to see him with yeah. my baby, even if it was only for a week. And um, I had the chance to give him a, you know, a grandchild, first grandchild on his birthday. And Aww. he he left this world on an absolute high. He was so happy. I've, I hadn't seen him that happy for such a long time. And, you know, he was about to retire. He was going to move up here to be closer to us. And there was all these things that he was looking forward to. And mm. um, he was at peace with every aspect of his life. So it's almost crazy how he did leave this world and, and almost the, the stars aligned and, and everything was perfect and he felt this overwhelming sense of contentment is what I feel like he would have felt before he went which is amazing you know he had so much to be happy for before that happened yeah which makes me think too like he might have been feeling unwell for weeks and I when I did see him I did I did think he looked a little maybe a little bit unwell um obviously he reassured me that 
it was completely fine. But um, if, if I know anything about him, he would have just been fighting and fighting and fighting until he got mm. to see us that week. And then it's like obviously it's it's pretty strange that not long, not long after that week he died. So yeah. I've often thought I wonder if he if he was holding on to see yeah. us and he got home and he felt so happy and he was so happy that he he got to spend the week with us and then he just let go um which um that gives me a lot of comfort as well yeah massively I bet yeah so how's your kind of like grieving journey looking for you now then like what's your kind of plans to continue settling into it more because obviously it's so recent you know is it just is it just to focus on your kind of like your exercise and your meditation and kind of doing things for you yeah it is definitely giving time to yourself to grieve i have to do that um i know if i have a week or two where i'm busy and i don't let myself have an hour break or just just sit down and think about my dad i'm i just don't feel like i'm my best self (laughs) um yeah I think really trying to get into taking risks in my business and um, I actually have a little workshop idea that I want to get started before the end of the end of the year. Um, So I guess just a part of my healing journey has been making myself vulnerable Mm. and scaring the crap out of myself with jumping in all of these business (laughs) ideas and and, and (laughs) fulfilling them and and then I think, wow, that wasn't so bad. I might try this. I might try another one. So that's brilliant for me. I feel like taking those risks. I wouldn't have done all of these things if my dad had died. I, I, I don't even know who I would be if if this all hadn't happened. I feel like it's yeah. it's given me a chance to transform myself as a mom and as a person, as a wife, like as a friend, a sister, mm-hmm. and I just want to take it. I want to take that opportunity and and try and do the best that I can. Um, and I honestly, I think I think you're going to feel that more and more as time goes on. Everybody always says, you know, I'm, these things I've done in my life now I wouldn't have done if this terrible thing hadn't happened to me, and it actually mm. gives me some form of gratitude towards it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where I feel that honor with my dad. Um, I feel like he's. I'm doing this in his memory and all of everything that I do every day, I feel like I'm doing not only for my my husband and my son, but also for him. And yeah, it's, I, I I do want to, and I wanted to, to speak with you because I want, I would love to help people with their grief journey as well. Um, I have a few ideas that I want to get started, um, which I'm not sure when they're going to happen. So I'll, I'll keep you posted, but. Um, Please do like keep us updated if there's anything that we can kind of help out with or join in with. Aww, you know. Thank you. Yeah. I would just, I would love to help other people going through this. I definitely found um, I, there wasn't much information on grieving and motherhood combined. I, I found a lot, obviously there's lots of information on grieving and there's lots of information on motherhood, but combining the two, I just couldn't find any support yeah. system networks um any information online like I said podcasts like finding your podcast was incredible um and I love listening to that all the time um so I I, I'm taking the grief journey and I'm just trying to flourish as best I can I guess 
um, in yeah. honor of my my beautiful dad yeah. <laughs> and my beautiful yeah. little baby. Um, well, leading on from that, you know, if, if somebody was listening to this who is now a recent parent or they're, they're going to be a parent and they're kind of struggling with their grief, what would you say to them? Oh, my gosh. I would just say, oh, you just have to take it. I wouldn't even say day by day. I would say hour by hour. Just mm. get through the hour. Just do the best that you can and just keep crying for as long as you need to. Um, I would definitely say move your body. (laughs) Sitting on the lounge, watching TV, numbing your mind. I don't feel like it helps. It might help some people, but I feel like you need to move, keep, keep moving. Um, I don't know Mm. if you've seen this Ted talk, but there's a Ted talk on um, the cure, um, the cure, cure to grief. Have you seen that? I shared, I don't know if it was called that or not. I, I did see the most amazing TED Talk. It was a woman. Um, Nora Casey, her name was. Was was that the one that you shared? I think it might have been because it it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did she? Was it her husband that passed? Yes. Yes, I did yes. see it. Yeah. She's oh, a- it's amazing. So she says the cure, the cure um, for grief is motion, which I know you can't, you shouldn't like go crazy with that quote and 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 block your grief out. <laughs> mm. But um, I just I just think just move your body, move your mind, get things kind of flowing through your body, get the grief um, going through your body and letting it go, like when you can, and 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 just feeling your loved one as much as you can without wanting to quickly fix this situation um yeah and definitely not letting people say to you um you know time <laughs> time will heal or you need to move on all of those things that you do not need to hear um yeah but I definitely think yeah getting people to ask for help as well might be might be a big one Oh, and being kind to yourself. <laughs> Always. I think that's one of the most important things. I mean, I've got to say, I feel like considering your dad passed so recently, um, you sound like you've really kind of found your feet in this relatively quickly, which is obviously amazing. Like you found what kind of works for you. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you will know from your conversations with people how sometimes grief can find you at the most difficult of circumstances um but we yeah. are survivors and we survive and I don't know I've, I feel like your your son's going to give you so much joy and make and remind you of your dad so much as he gets older and I think that's such a happy happy thing and you know for his first birthday I really hope that that day is kind of joyful for you and not too yeah. And yeah, not not too kind of tarnished with you know sadness as well because birthdays and stuff like that for after a parent has died can be really difficult. Um, but yeah, I feel like you mm. to be thankful for as well. So yeah, I'm I'm happy for you. I feel I feel like you're gonna smash it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I um I really appreciate that, and I appreciate so much you having me on here and letting me talk about my dad <laughs> it's such an honor honestly um, it's, it's fine it's it's my pleasure I I am 
I really, I really commend you for it because it is so soon. But I think you will. This podcast will be of, will be a really good source of help for somebody because there will be so many people in the same situation as you. Um, I feel like well, if if you would like to write a blog post for our website or anything to have something in, in written form, then you know, please, please do because your story is so kind of very specific, you know, and merging motherhood with grief. I think um, there isn't enough resources out there for it, like you said. Yeah, I will do that. I will take you up on that. I would love to write something for um, for you guys. And and if you ever need any, if there's any listeners that need support or that um, I could get in touch with to help help them out, mm-hmm. if they're going through a similar thing, I would. I'm always open Brilliant. for that as well. Oh yeah, amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely post about that then as well. Um, thank you so much this has been great it's a lovely start to my morning oh thank you so much I'm I'm so grateful I'm holding my heart again thank you I really really appreciate you having me on here <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today if you've resonated with anything we've said have any questions or want to get involved please do contact us we are on instagram it's at dpc podcast you can email us on dpc podcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk we have a whole bunch of resources over on our website more information about dealing with grief losing parents and professionals contact if you should need it because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting shit. <laughs> if you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.